0: Ladies and gentlemen. Nine
1: nine
0: for this is Afraid the Alien Productions podcast.
1: Nine nine!
2: Cool. Cool 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 cool, cool nice. cool, 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 It's hard to say that. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked it out! Oh in a dark car. are you telling me you built a time machine kind of a
0: DeLorean the way I see it if you're gonna build a time machine into a car why not do it some style
1: who is this what's your operating number
2: conversation anyway
1: look we're gonna have company loud noises
2: well, good eye. hello hello
1: Hello.
0: I'm a Kendall Richardson
1: I'm a fully accounted And, uh. Blue, I could be violet sky. I
0: could be hurtful,
2: I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything you like. I could be brown, I could be blue, I could be violet sky. I could be hurtful, I could be purple, I could be anything
0: you like. Marco Lista. Well, Mike, you are, you're your impressive vocal range, multiple I know. voices and everything.
2: I can, I can sing in uh, six octaves at once.
0: Mm, that's quite impressive. And as two different people. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, whilst impersonating Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you're now experiencing a podcast called Fred, of course. Yes. Woo!
2: through the medium of <laughs> audio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. And might we just say do yourselves a favor and go track down that video of that TikTok of of um Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell singing um Grace Kelly by Mika. Yes. Um, <laughs> pretty fantastic <laughs> if on I the TikToks. So yes. On the t- Oh, sometimes TikTok comes through and actually provides good content. sometimes.
1: I watched it on uh, either, I'm pretty sure it was Facebook when I came across it. (laughs) A noise. Yeah.
0: A noise. All right, we're here and it's another week and we've got stuff to talk about and catch Mm -hmm. up on. Yes. Some very, very exciting things to mention and some things to dread. Um, But Fulia, I'm going to start
1: with you, because I, okay. want, I want to know
0: what you've been watching.
1: So, I have finally finished Lucifer. Oh, and how did it end? Was it satisfying? It was a really nice ending, but it was very sad at the same time. Oh, and I cried no! and cried. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but do yourselves a favor. Go watch Lucifer. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) One day I'll get back into it. One day. (laughs) Uh, Man, my heart breaks. I have a broken heart after finishing that show. (laughs) Uh, But I can't wait. To buy the whole series on Blu-ray so that I can watch it all over again and see all the behind the scenes. <laughs> Great.
2: Hail <Ugh>. Satan. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, yes. Um, yeah, so that was one thing I watched. Another thing, I'm in the final season of My Wife and Kids. Hmm? <laughs> um it's gotten to our point where Junior is now married with a kid, which was which is interesting. Okay. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. Yeah. The, um. The little one is growing up taller than her little boyfriend Franklin.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Franklin, I love Franklin. Franklin's he is adorable. Great. Yeah. <laughs> He's so smart. <laughs> Such a clever little boy. Um, but can't grow very fast. <laughs> no. His growth spurt is not going to start until he hits puberty. <laughs> and that's when he'll shoot up. Yes. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, one other thing that I will mention that I did get a chance to watch. It's not technically TV or movie related, but it is streaming related. And it's Mickey's Twitch anniversary stream. (laughs) 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 He's doing a 12-hour stream as we speak. I think he's in his final 15 minutes um, at the time of recording and had a hell of a day um, and loved watching him play the Beat Sabres and, you know, play all these other games. I got to participate in a little Power Wash race competition with him where we got to wash down an old cottage <laughs> at the same time <laughs> and um yeah it was and we he, he did a lot of um voice acting type stuff he did a little bit of karaoke um he played he played some dead by daylight with my community members which have now become part of his community as well and um he also got to play Rainbow Six Siege with his potate mates, which was a lot of fun to watch as well. Uh, and yeah, just absolute fun times all round. And I just wish him all of the congratulations for his first year affiliate anniversary, and of course also reaching five hundred sub, uh, five hundred followers. Which is amazing as well. So, congratulations to Mickey! Yeah. <laughs>
2: Thank you. Not you, <laughs>
1: Mickey D. Not Mickey L.
2: <laughs> I'll take that L. Yes.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 been my week of watchings. How about you, Michael? What have you been watching?
2: Well, I did partake in, in the uh, Mickey D uh, live stream as well. Uh, I was working, yes, you did. so I was darting <laughs> in and out of, uh, of, of the stream because, you know, I've, I've got a job to do. <laughs> Can't be just sitting around watching Twitch all day, uh, as, I, as I tend to wish, <laughs> of not doing anything. But yes, that was exciting. I got him to um, perform. Uh, Never gonna give you up. So I completely rickrolled his entire stream. <laughs> so that was funny. Nice. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, and that was great. And well done. Well done on him. Well done. Yes. Um, my week. Well, there's there's been a couple of um, TV shows that I've sort of started to watch because they've just been released. Uh, Archer, um, season 11, has been uh, put on Netflix, so I've been watching that. Uh, I always wait for stuff to go on Netflix so I can just binge watch it. I've I've, uh, watched the first three episodes and they've been fun. So much fun. I always enjoy that. Uh, Also, uh, Spitting Image has started its second season. You can you can find that on BritBox, but I tend to watch it on YouTube because it comes out on the American YouTube channel. So I have to use a a a, a, a um uh uh what do you call it VPN VPN. That's it. I was going to say um, NBN, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, I do use my my NBN mm. to to watch to watch stuff because it's that's what I've got and it's great. So yeah, the second they're up to the second episode, and they're they're a bit of fun too, bit of bit of uh, local satire for um, for the UK and and the US, and and at the end of this episode this week, they did uh, they lampooned um, uh, the New Zealand sudden lockdown, so nothing about Australia. So oh uh, good oh well <laughs> oh well I mean it's basically a shit show here, so, of politics-wise, I mean, I could get into it, but that's not the sort of podcast that we do. <laughs> no. Can I talk about Christian Porter, please? I don't know who Christian Porter is. Oh, you're one of the lucky ones. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Um, I will say that uh, I did watch um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the last episode, Yay. of course. Um, so, that's all done. That's all done. i finished. Yeah, it's all finished. I might go back to actually rewatch it and actually watch it again, really. Because I hardly remember it because I always b- binge-watch the entire, entire season when it's on Netflix. But I didn't this time uh, when it was on uh, SBS Demand. So, uh, I've been watching it um, weekly, even though they've been releasing them two at a time. Like Policeman. Um... Yeah, so that's been wrapped up. I also watched uh, What If, and we'll get into it later, of course, of our popcorn culture. And one of the biggest things that we did this week is I, uh, me, and the wife and the child, the child especially, went to the cinemas for the first time.
1: Ah!
2: Yeah, we took our little daughter, our little four-year-old, to see the Paw Patrol movie,
1: hey. and it was
2: probably the it, uh, it was absolutely fantastic. Just seeing her going, "Wow, this is this is great!" I get popcorn. I I sit down for an hour and a bit, even though I got up a little bit because I was getting bored. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't blame you," because Paw Patrol is just <sighs> same thing over and over. But but nevertheless. It was uh, it was a bit of fun, uh, even though they had the third act of uh, a thing in the sky and they had to destroy it. <laughs> really? Right? Mm, yeah. Uh, wow. Not, uh, I mean, am I to spoil the Paw Patrol movie? Oh, I don't know. Ooh. If you
1: want.
2: Uh, they, they win in the end. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Basically, the same premise as A Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Right. If you've seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the thing in the sky it's uh, going off and is going to explode because it's controlling the weather and blah, 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 blah. And the Paw Patrol, they call the Paw Patrol and yeah, they, they, they saved the day. Yay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also in the cinemas I saw Shang-Chi. So, Kendall, what did you watch <laughs> oh, this, this week? Oh my God.
0: Dude, don't, don't, don't just gloss over that. <laughs> I know you're trying to spare me and I appreciate that.
2: That's what I'm here for. I'm being, being a good friend. Being very,
0: very good friend. But can I just ask one question? Did, did you like it?
2: I did. Good.
0: He's Do you want not, me to elaborate? I don't know if I want you to or not, because you're <laughs> you're you're making a really nice decision to just be silent, and I I, I respect that. But I also want to know non spoiler reactions. Worth the wait. Oh, okay, that's a good reaction. Hmm. I'll take that. All right. Cool.
2: So I'm well, not I'm not here to say you're missing out on everything, but uh, I'm just saying it's worth the wait. So when uh, when the no time right. comes, Kendall it It's enjoyable
0: great, awesome. well, it'll be on Disney plus probably before I get to go to a cinema to watch it but um I'll see it in both both ways hmm. both ways at home first and then on the big screen um okay well i'm glad you I'm glad you liked it.
2: Should I compare it to um uh, other ones or um Uh, say whatever you want. Um, dare I say, maybe better than Black Widow.
0: Okay. No, that's fair. That, I kind of had a feeling based on the reactions, like the spoiler free reactions on Twitter and stuff that I've seen and the Rotten Tomatoes score it currently has. It feels like it's better than Black Widow. Yeah. So that's good.
2: It's a good origin story nice for for an unknown character basically yeah and yeah it it's possibly setting up some stuff but we don't know so so in it it doesn't really explain like like retroactively so you can you can probably go into it like with a with with no with no prior knowledge so it's a good story within itself so
0: okay cool Hmm. All right. Well, maybe when we've all seen it, we can do a big uh, discussion. Maybe a popcorn culture or a quickie review or something about it. It'd be nice to talk about it, eventually. Yeah. 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 Cool. Awesome. Thanks.
2: So that.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. What's about as, you, Kendall? As for me, uh, I did not watch Shang Chi. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, nothing really too exciting for me. Uh, I watched some more Will and Grace. I watched some more X Files. Um, so that's been good. And I, I actually also took the time to finally watch um the uh, uh witches remake.
2: Oh yeah, there's a, me- there's a
0: one. I watched it during the week. Um, and yeah, like it's fine. Um, I didn't love it. Like love, love, love it. I don't know if and I, and it's probably because I have such an affection for the book and for the original film, um, with Angelica Houston as the Grand High Witch that mm. I was just having trouble enjoying it. Maybe. I don't know. Like, it's it's a pretty faithful adaptation. They took a couple of creative liberties with certain characters and stuff, and that's fine. There's nothing offensive about it. I was hoping Anne Hathaway would have been a little bit better. Um, I feel like there was... They they couldn't decide what kind of villain she was going to be, because she kind of... For me, she slotted into this vein of um, sinister, but also the butt of the joke. So she was, like, creepy as all shit in a lot of scenes, which I loved. But then there was also these scenes where, you know, things were going awry and she was being melodramatic and the any kind of fear I had for her disappeared. Mm. Um, but then it would come back because then she'd do something creepy and then it would go away again. So I they didn't really balance the tone of her character very well, I don't think. Um but that's probably my main nitpick, but I'm still glad I watched it, yeah, yeah, it was fine, cool. It was fine, definitely worth <laughs> a look if you're if you're a fan of the story um or or Roald Dahl in general as a novelist as a as a writer um yeah, probably not as a, a human r- being but not know. as a not as a human being, no specifically not saying that. <laughs> um. <laughs> but yes. yes, yeah. So that's that's pretty much been me this week for my weekly watchings. Of course, other things like I'm, oh, I did forget to mention Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I should mention, of course, because at the top of the show we did our little intro. Um, but yeah, it finished. I was very happy with the ending. Not to spoil it, um, but yeah, they they went out very nicely. Kind of, you know, referenced a lot of stuff. It kind of felt like the Avengers End Game of Brooklyn Nine Nine <laughs> episodes, because there was just like, oh, they're there and they're there and this is this happened at this place and this was this thing and yeah, lots of references, um, which was kind of cool. Um, and and yeah, and I cried at the end because I was just sad that it was over. Um, but also, things in the episode made me cry. So, but yeah, but yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, cool. All right. That's it. Nice. done. Nice. Dawn and dusted. Yeah, let's, let's get on in to the week that was in the nerdy news.
2: This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now, the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall.
0: Okay, nerdy news time, nerdy news time. And once again, this week, we very much have to get sad for a few moments while we pay our respects to an icon of the comedy world, Mr. Norm MacDonald, who passed away this week at the age of 61. Um, and a legendary stand-up comedian, writer and actor and performer um most known of course for his stint on SNL in the 90s um where week- he was
2: sorry yes? for the weekly update
0: Yes, I was going to say he was yeah. yes. That's why I stopped this Very... one. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. Um yes, he was uh yeah, known for doing a, a Weekend Update. Um on SNL during his tenure um, was known for being very scathing in his opinions and and uh, reviews on certain topics, especially OJ Simpson, um, and gotten a bit of hot water, <laughs> I think, <laughs> it seems.
2: Dare I say hot water to actually got fired.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, NBC was not very happy. Um, with how brutal he took his um, remarks uh, regarding O.J. Simpson because one of the studio execs was actually a close personal friend of O.J. Um, So he was not very appreciative of the remarks nor made and that did, in fact, end in his firing in, I think, 1998, I think, he got fired around that time. But then he got brought back a year later to host the show, which is hilarious. And he he mentioned it in his monologue too, which was... Which is just, yeah, typical Norm. Um, absolutely fantastic. But um, he was also known on SNL for um, a bunch of wonderful celebrity impressions. Um, he did a cracking David Letterman, um, <laughs> which is just awesome to watch. But I think my favorite has to be... Uh, and from my one of my favorite sketches as well, um, when he was Burt Reynolds um, on the Celebrity Jeopardy. <laughs> just... Oh my god. I went down I went down a rabbit hole of just <laughs> Norm Macdonald and SNL this week and particularly yeah the um celebrity jeopardy sketches which are just fucking hysterical. They, they're so formulaic when you you realize they're so formulaic when you watch them back to back, but they're fucking funny. And the way they deliver their dialogue and especially Norm was just just outstanding um as Burt Reynolds. So yeah. Um. Even, very, very. Sorry, yeah. Go on.
2: I, I have to add. What's even funnier in that is, um, it was done during like the early '90s. So, so Burt would have been like much older than the actual portrayal that he was actually doing. He, mm. he said, "Well, I can only do like 1970s Burt Reynolds." Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so he would have like he wouldn't have the gray hair or anything. like that. Well, I can't do. Um, I can't do him like now, I can only do him then. So Yeah. So yeah. I thought, ah, stuff it. Just it's a it's a time travelling Bert Reynolds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it's fine. It works. Yeah. Like you to it, you totally buy it. It's totally yeah, it's totally perfect. Like it, that's how when everyone thinks of Bert Reynolds, they don't think of him now. Um, you know, or back then in the nineties they weren't think they were thinking of him, you know, back in the seventies. Smoking you know. the bandit. Smoky in the Bandit, absolutely, absolutely, um, and then one final thing I did watch um, of um, of Bert oh, Burt Reynolds, huh. Norm McDonald, um, was um, th- the few times he was on like late night shows, particularly Conan, and he would t- he would tell these jokes <laughs> that would just be about the journey and not the destination, because when you got to the punchline, it was the daddest of dad jokes. But just the fact that he managed to draw it out in this elaborate story with these elaborate names and locations. Oh, my God. Hysterical. Like, just hysterical. Do yourselves a favor and go watch it. Norm MacDonald. Especially
2: especially go go into um, uh, YouTube and type in Norm MacDonald the moth.
0: Yes. Yes. The moth. The (laughs) moth joke. That's the one. Absolutely. Must watch if you're a fan of comedy at all just yeah check it out um so yeah very very sad uh, that he's left us this week but um he leaves behind an incredible legacy and will continue to make us laugh for decades and decades to come that's for sure mike i mm. know you're you're a big fan um how you feel and you got you got some words you'd like to say uh, anything to reflect on
2: yeah first of all fuck cancer just just yeah just fuck, fuck it. cancer <laughs> Fuck cancer. I mean, he's been he's been battling that for oh, pr- probably nine years now. So, so just finally got him. Fuck. Um. Yeah. yeah absolutely powerhouse of of comedy, and his style. Like he, he definitely had the unique style of dry wit. I mean, as dry as a cracker. Like. Yeah. But, like one of my favorite things is um, when they did the. Uh, the comedy roast, uh, I think it was uh, uh, Rob... Bob Saget? Uh, Bob Saget. Uh, yeah, Bob Saget. Yeah. And and he, he didn't do it right. He decided to take all these jokes from a really bad um, <laughs> joke book that was probably meant for like um, like nervous um, uh, uh, best man speeches and all that. So it was all these old very old jokes and everyone it definitely divided like the audience of what they what the audience knew about comedy and his form of comedy to people going this isn't funny what is he doing and everyone on stage is just cacking up laughing at the <laughs> at the spectacle of this uh, of, of the <laughs> string of comedians just absolutely roasting someone and this guy is ma- making is like this guy this guy right here is a bore. Just like a hole in the wall, and and all these sort of fucking dad jokes, and and ah, oh, it's absolutely funny. So if you can find a copy of that, that's that's just peak norm. And um, yeah, it's absolutely tragic. I mean, uh, big stint of SNL. now. We already said he got fired for doing just <laughs> even if the subject wasn't OJ Simpson, he's just he he always turns it into an OJ joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like there was what there was one uh, there was one like about um uh um oh who's the who was the um lawyer? Uh Reggie Jackson? Was that um for, for OJ? Oh no.
0: Um oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? He's so he's the one that said if the glove doesn't fit you must have Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Fucking
0: so, Oh, I'm googling him.
2: That's right. Um. So anyway, he was he was talking about how, how something came out that he he was um he he was alleged to have um, beaten his wife or anything like that, but but he, but he says at least I didn't kill her like some people I know. <laughs> and it's as all that just to go straight straight back to OJ. So
0: um Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran.
2: Yeah. Why was I thinking Reggie Jackson? That's. Very racist of me. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, long live Norm and his dry whip Yep. I mean, he he played a a, a blob on on the uh, on uh, Seth MacFarlane's um, Star Trek, not Star Trek show. So. Yeah. Oh, the Orville. Oh yeah, the Orville. He just played it. Oh. He played a green blob.
0: <laughs> nice.
2: Just a green blood that had the voice of Norm Macdonald. <laughs> Why not? But, and I think he also did um, the voice of Death as well in Family Guy, or one of one of the voices for Death. So yeah, cool. He had a very prolific um, voice as well.
0: Yeah, very recognizable. Yeah, as well. Yeah.
2: It's like uh ah, what? Okay, Eh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> just confused Norm. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what?
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah. All done. All done, okay. Yeah, he's definitely, like I said, will be missed uh, by many, many people and never forgotten, that's for sure. All right, let's move on into some happier news. Uh, the rest of the news, just uh, up front to tell you guys, is pretty much just no original content. Um, this week, <laughs> no original stories. Everything's either a sequel or a reboot or a remake. Uh, so, or a spin off, like our first news item, which is actually pretty exciting, I will admit, um, because HBO Max and Warner Brothers have announced that there is going to be a spin off series um, out of Battenson's uh, Batman, another one, uh, produced by Matt Reeves, who directed uh, the upcoming The Batman. Uh, this is going to be focusing on Colin Farrell's penguin um, that we're going to be seeing in the movie when it comes out next year. Um, Colin Farrell is expected to reprise his role um, as Oswald Cobblepot in this series for HBO Max. Um, nothing else is really known about the show at this point, it's literally just an announcement and some speculation. Um, but yeah, this will obviously be going alongside the Gotham PD show that's in the works at the moment. That's also connected to the Batman. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, if, if, you know, if, if Colin Farrell's Penguin is as good as some people are speculating is, then, uh, this should make for a very interesting TV series. I wonder if it'll be a mini series or a l- longer form. I'd probably wager just a mini series, but, um, who knows if it's popular enough could get a bunch of episodes um but yeah yeah cool cool stuff i'm I'm here for more penguin he's a fantastic batman villain one of the one of the one of the better ones one of the more fascinating ones and he's been he's been done very well uh on numerous occasions by multiple actors and writers and directors so um yeah i'm exciting excited to see uh what they're going to do with him here um mike how do you feel about this
2: Ah, oh, very excited about this, especially if it's got Colin involved. I mean, he's all he's always good, and mm-hmm. um, well, we haven't actually heard his voice, but I'm speculating that they, pro- hopefully, they go for more of the um Arkham series on the games, where they, uh, where he sort of sounds like a bit like Bob Hopkins, so so it's sort of <laughs> like so it's sort of like that. Um, yeah, it'll be cool seeing a. Uh, seeing a tv show of this I, i'm i'm getting a lot of um uh soprano vibes that sort of thing oh yeah uh, but that's probably just me because i'm sort of rewatching watching sopranos for for the uh for the gangs of newick that's coming out soon hopefully
0: the many saints of
2: newick the many saints of newick and yeah definitely definitely more in the can for that one are they setting up a sort of um MCU universe on TV and it's all connected. Ooh. I can't wait for the Condiment King and his standalone movie. <laughs> Bring me more Condiment King. I mean That'll be You got Pokemon Man and he's awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love Pokemon Man. Yeah.
2: The superhero that he is. And mm. yeah. Get your Condiment King. You know. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Yeah, make that happen. If you can make Condiment King work, you can do anything.
2: <laughs> yeah, and also Peacemaker yeah. is coming out too soon.
0: Yes, yes, Peacemaker. Um, but yeah, not not connected as of yet, I suppose, to the bats and stuff. But but yeah, yeah, some more some more cool HBO DC related projects mm, mm. Are coming. I am very much looking forward to Peacemaker as well. It's going to be good. Yes. Yes. All good. All good. Lovely. Next in the news, um, the Lost Boys remake, reimagining reboot is still kicking about. Um, it uh, We did talk about it on the show uh, a few months back, maybe a year ago, that there was going to be a series um, adaptation of the Lost Boys, a reimagining in a series form that was going to be on the CW um that is no longer going forward, partly because of COVID um interrupted the production of that getting off the ground. <laughs> um and then the the network were not happy with uh what they got in the in the pilot that was shot, so they decided to nix it. Michael, do you have a thing to add?
2: COVID interruptus. Yes. I don't know why that popped into my head.
0: No. It's fine.
2: See, it's like Coitus Interruptus
0: interrupt interruptus.
2: But it's covid.
0: It's covid. Anyway, sorry. But no, no, it's okay. It's it's all content. Um but however, still happening um in a, but it's going to be a a movie now. They've decided to do a film remake, reboot the franchise. Um none of the uh, creative team behind the proposed series is going to be involved. Which is a shame because um, Rob Thomas of um, iZombie and Veronica Mars fame was involved with the uh, Lost Boys series. So he's not going to be involved with um, the movie. So that's disappointing. But um, but yeah, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, the other thing to mention is that they've already cast t- the two of the leads. But they haven't said who's playing who. Um, but basically, um, two... Uh, faces that are no strangers to horror. Uh, Noah Jupe from the A Quiet Place franchise will be starring alongside It actor Jaden Martell, um, which is cool. Um, so some some horror vets jumping on board with this one. Um, I I hope it's good. I mean, thankfully Joel Schumacher is. Not around anymore to see if this is going to be a piece of shit when it comes out. Because, you know, we take every remake and reboot as a grain of salt, I think, these days. Because not all of them, sadly, turn out the way that they should. Uh, I hope it's going to be good. I mean, I'm a fan of the two actors they've cast um, in the lead. So, uh, that's a tick in the box. Um, And I'll watch anything with vampires in it, as I constantly say. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. Expectations low. Mike, did you watch The Lost Boys originally, like the original film? Do you have any interest in this?
2: Not particularly because I haven't seen it, and also, it's what what I've heard about The Lost Boys. It's like, eh, it's not my demographic. And you say that, Kendall, that you watch anything with vampires in it. What we do in the Shadows TV show. Have you seen it? Not yet. <laughs> right.
0: I am going to watch it. I, I've i seen the movie. Well, that's at good. Least. I just haven't gotten around to watching the series yet, but I, I, I have heard it's fantastic, so I, I need to get on board.
2: And season three is coming out on Apple at the moment.
0: So oh, is it on Apple? So,
2: yes. Yeah. So one of these days I'm going to start up an Apple Plus and I'll be watching that and Ted Lasso. Nice. And if there's anything else on there, I hardly doubt. I think it's mostly that. That or the, or the um, uh, breakfast show, TV show. The morning show? Yeah, the morning show. Yeah. Which is not really a morning show, it's a TV show. I'm confused. <laughs>
0: Alright, well how about we move on to our next item in the news. Um, Some more movie news, not original content again. A sequel. And a sequel that is from a film that came out many moons ago. Um, But a good movie. And of course I'm talking about Twins. Um, A sequel to this has been in the works for quite some time. Um, The plan was originally to get Eddie Murphy to come on board as a third brother with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Um, Unfortunately, Eddie is too busy to come and do this. Um, But never fear, because there is another legendary comedian joining uh, Artie and Danny, and that is Tracy Morgan. Who has been cast as the third brother, and the film, of course, is going to be naturally titled Triplets. So, the cool thing about this, I have to say, um, apart from the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are coming back, of course, but you know, there's probably no point to this movie if they're not involved. Um, but the other cool thing is that original director Ivan Reitman will be directing this sequel as well as producing. Um, so, I have. Um, not so high expectations, but at least I'm not so concerned that it's it's not going to work out so well. But who knows? Dumb and Dumber Two is a thing, so <laughs> who knows? Well, we'll see. I hope it's good, cause yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. And according to set reports, they seem to the three the three men seem to have a good rapport and chemistry with, with each other. So, um, yeah, I think it'll work out well. Fulia have you seen the original film
1: Twins? I have. It was a long time ago. I've only seen it once, I think, um, and it was quite funny that um, there was a tall, buff man and a short, chubby man were twins. <laughs> Not
2: identical twins.
1: No. <laughs> but it was. Um, it was definitely uh, fun to watch. Um, I-, I don't. I don't remember the whole story of how they were twins um but I do remember at least seeing it. <laughs> so but then, you know, throwing in Tracy Morgan into the mix is going to be interesting <laughs> to say the least. There's going to be um yes. Yes. It's just I think yeah. I think it's going to be fun. Um and I I hope it I hope it works out well. I mean, We'll see how it goes. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger and and, and Danny DeVito are, you know, very aged men right now. Aged. Aged (laughs) men. Aged. So I'm just, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to go as well. (laughs)
0: Uh, Okay. Can I just read out the storyline of Twins to refresh your memory for you? Okay. Because I I haven't seen it, like you, I've, I've only seen it once and not for a long time either. Hmm. Um, Julius and Vincent Benedict are the results of an experiment that would allow for the perfect child. Julius was planned and grows to, uh, to athletic proportions. Vincent is an accident and is somewhat smaller in stature. Uh, Vincent is placed in an orphanage while Julius is taken to a South Seas island and raised by philosophers. Vincent becomes the ultimate lowlife and is about to be killed by loan sharks when Julius discovers that he has a brother and begins looking for him.
1: Aha. Uh-huh. So
0: there you go. So they yeah, they were an experiment, which so that kind of goes into how they could possibly have a a, a black third brother. Um Okay, experiments happened. So, yeah. That could work. <laughs> that could work. And We'll see. Before hopefully, we'll see. it's all hopefully it's all
2: on the level. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, while you're there, Kendall, um, where, yes, uh, uh Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger they were born roughly the same time.
0: Uh, as the two of them as actors themselves,
2: yeah, just roughly what date it was.
0: Let's see how old they are. Uh, so, Arnie was born in 1947. Okay. Oh. On Fulia's birthday.
2: <laughs> the 30th,
0: 30th of July. <laughs> nice. Alright, wow. you share a birthday with Arnold Schwarzenegger. There you go. Did not expect that. Did not expect that. So, 1947. Mm-hmm. So, about 40, 41 years before Fulia was born. Um, Danny DeVito. I'm loving this tangent, by the way. Uh <laughs> I mean that with sincerity. Um, okay. De- Danny DeVito is three years older. 1944.
2: Okay. So, yeah. So, if someone was born... <laughs> I'm just thinking in my head. If someone, if someone was born black, of course, they they sort of hid, hid a, a black baby. <laughs> yeah. I can see something problematic coming up. Okay. Okay, cool.
0: Yep. And you know, just to just to quickly mention, um, Tracy Morgan is is a full twenty one years younger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was born in nineteen sixty eight. Oh, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. All right. Just well, Mike. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Did you? Unless fully, were you done with your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I done. F- <laughs> you done, mm. Michael? How are you feeling about this sequel to Twins?
2: Um. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm the same as you used to. That I haven't watched it like in ages, and even that I can only remember like bits and pieces. So, so yeah, give it a go. I mean, if the iron's there, then hit it. If it's cold, lukewarm, maybe we'll get a genius sequel at the same time. Woo! <laughs> yeah, Isaac Schwarzenegger becomes a surrogate. There you go. It writes itself. For his right. <laughs> for his granddaughter or something.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Mm. Any anything's possible.
2: Yeah. Um, what else? Uh yeah. For some reason I, I was thinking Ghostbusters as well because originally um uh Eddie Murphy was supposed to be playing Winston. Yeah. But but they got but something happened. I think he just got too big. And I think no, I think he was actually scheduled to do Beverly Hills Cop two, maybe, one one of the Beverly Hills, and he couldn't do it, so so they got so they got uh, ed, ed, uh, another Eddie, so yes, so oh Ernie Ernie, Ernie. Ernie Hudson Eddie. Eddie Hudson
0: Ernie <laughs> Hudson <laughs> Ernie,
2: <laughs> um yeah, well, when you said uh, Ivan Reitman came back, I thought. Wouldn't it be weird if they did a a reboot with um with with Ivan's son, and they sort of did a soft reboot of twins? <laughs> and then I was thinking, who would it be? And I thought it just popped into my head: Henry Cavill and Josh Gad. <laughs> 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 yeah, one's British, one's American.
0: Yeah, and they keep their accents. What? Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: it's not like Arnold doesn't do his Austrian accent. Speaking of Josh Gad, isn't he one of the writers for the screenplay
0: of this new of, of triplets?
1: Of triplets, yeah.
0: Oh, does Fulia have an exclusive?
1: I think I, I saw it pop up in IMDb.
0: Um. Okay. Well, IMDb I will note also still has um Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy among in the there, cast, yeah. yeah. So that's but it has added Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. Ryan Dixon and Josh Gad co-wrote the screenplay. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's eerie. That <laughs> <laughs> Mike would randomly pull Josh Gad out, and he actually has a connection. It brings us full circle.
2: It's not the first time I predicted some shit.
0: <laughs> Look at you! You're a regular Simpsons.
2: Loki, Loki season finale. I got that motherfucking
0: you were you pretty much nailed it, yeah. Call me that's
2: Nostradamus, right. motherfucker. Ah! Nah, call <laughs> you Simpsons. I think it's something Simp- more classy like Nostradamus.
0: Yes, well, fair enough.
2: Nosferatu Damus.
0: <laughs> a vampire that can see the future. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. I see. Okay. I die
2: at the end of this story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what I can do to change that. <laughs> Uh, Okay, lastly in the news, um, we have uh, another remake, um, or reimagining, as it's being phrased, because this is a Disney property. Um, The Flight of the Navigator, uh, classic 80s family film, is being remade, reimagined, if you will, um, with a female lead in the chair this time, which is cool. Woke! it's it's a woke it's a woke reimagining <laughs> and um and it is it was will also be directed uh, and produced by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard
2: nepotism is... and
0: woke <laughs> <laughs> woke nepotism <laughs> 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 oh um yes well look uh, I'm excited to see what Bryce How- uh, Bryce Dallas Howard can bring to a feature in terms of directing I mean we've seen her direct. Direct uh, some episodes of *The Mandalorian* so far. Mm. She is actually going to be working on the book of *Boba Fett* as well when that comes out. So that's also pretty cool. Um, so I hope hope she can bring a, a kind of a fresh take, a, an interesting spin to this story. I haven't actually watched the film in a long time. Like I remember watching it when I was a kid, and I don't think I've seen it since then. Um, so and just for reference, I was a kid in the 90s, so I've, it's been a long time since I've watched it. Um, but I might have to check it out again to see um, how the this new version will stack up. But I remember enjoying it. It's kind of got a, a cult classic status, I think, amongst a lot of people. Kids of the 80s and the 90s. Um, but yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's good. Fulia. What do you reckon about this Flight of the Navigator reimagining?
1: So, I've never actually seen this movie, uh, so I had to do a little digging, and, and I watched the trailer for it, and it looked really strange, <laughs> to as say 80, the least. As
2: 80 films tend to be. Yeah.
1: Um, A little kid talking to an eyeball in an alien spaceship, <laughs> and his big has. Being, you know, kidnapped to become the navigator of the aliens, um, to then, for, you know, for then the, the the child to be like, hey, I'm getting the hang of this, and then becomes friends with the aliens. Um, weird. <laughs> uh, I'd like to see a re- a remake of this since I've never seen the original, um, and just see how where they take it and see if it is if it is interesting. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard is a great director, so I, I assume she'll probably do a great job with this one, since it is probably going to be a family film. Um, uh, and it is Disney, so you know, I think she'll do a good job. Um, and yeah, I don't think I've got
0: anything else. <laughs> no, cool. Well said. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Michael. What are your thoughts?
2: My thoughts: the aliens have got to be puppets. No excuse, puppets. <laughs> Not this is CGI bullshit. Because the original had puppets, and they were still good. I haven't seen it in ages. I just remember bit like bits and pieces, just like, just like twins. And I was thinking if there was going to be a remake, then you would recast the. Um, the eyeball, the uh, the the ship's computer thing, or otherwise get get Paul Rubens back, just yeah. just the divorce. Yeah. Why not? I mean, he's not doing much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Pee Wee himself, or failing that, either Tom Kenny.
0: Yeah, yeah, Tom Kenny would be good.
2: Or if we're going down the uh, female woke scold, <laughs> get Tara Strong yes yeah
0: yeah yeah (laughs) hey (laughs) y'all
2: hey (laughs) y'all uh good shit welcome to the timeline (laughs) yeah um i'm all for it i'll I'll definitely watch it um be one of those 80s films that um I, i didn't watch as a kid so uh, i I think I'll watch it like later life because it was it was just something to watch so i I have no stake in this ba- in this battle it's not gonna it's not going to uh ruin my childhood forever if they re- re- redo it you know you know something for the new generation to watch it's like this was something original so I'm all for it and kids wonderment it's always good
0: yeah for sure.
2: Nice. It'll be better than the Paw Patrol movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that's a hard achievement.
2: Oh, yeah? Somehow. The Paw Patrol movie had Kim Kardashian in it. What? Yeah. Like the kids. (laughs) Like like the kids know Kim fucking Kardashian as well.
0: Don't you mean the Dementor?
2: No, she played Kim Kardashian. Yeah. (laughs) She played a poodle. (laughs) Oh, jeez.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. The dementor who plays a poodle.
2: <laughs> All done. Sorry. When are, <laughs> When are we? When are we watching this candle?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have that information yet. Um. But you'll hear it here, fifteenth. I can guarantee you. Um, I, see all right, let's, I see you 15. I see you fifty. Okay, let's, let's wrap up the new news. Done for another week in a bow. Because <laughs> it's time to roll on up to the trailer park.
2: Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Hee-haw.
0: All righty. It's trailer park time, and this holiday season, the best gifts gifts come with a bow. Because... Very long segue. Very long segue because we have the first trailer for Hawkeye to talk about this week. Oh my goodness! Um, yeah, yeah. This is this is gonna be a lot of fun. I think. Um. It looks, it looks really, really good. I mean, not that I'm surprised by that at all. Um, but but yeah, no, I'm, I don't think I was expecting it to be... I mean, I'm not, not really sure what I was expecting. I mean, you know, I think all I really knew about it was they were going to be introducing Kate Bishop and um, they were going to be, uh, you know, having Yelena... Belova rock up at some point to try and kill him, um, which that trailer kind of had no hints of her anywhere whatsoever, so I'm not sure how big of a role she will play in the show. Who knows? Um, we find out, but um, but yeah. no, um, Very interesting that they would, like... I mean, I think they showed us a lot, but they didn't tell us too much. Like, we don't really know what the story is exactly, except for some reason... Um Steve Rogers has a musical yeah. <laughs> Which is just the best thing. <laughs> like Oh my god. And that's probably only gonna be in the first episode, I feel like. Um, but um yeah, I'm here for it. Just I, I loved like seeing freeze frame images of that shot when the cast is all on stage and they're pirouetting and um you can see all the different characters that they have, pretty much they have all the Avengers there, and they even have Loki there um and then they've got people dressed up as Chatori as well, so they're doing the Battle of New York and everything and I was like this is this is fantastic um <laughs> I can't wait to hear what kind of songs are in it if we get to hear any of the songs, because, yeah, that'd be sweet uh so that was that was absolutely wonderful um and then the other thing I was like, well, it seems." I was just wondering where his uh wife is and why she's not there with the kids at Christmas. Um but, you know, I think everything's fine because he there is a scene later in the trailer when they're talking on the phone and I mean, you have to assume, I guess. He just says <laughs> he just says, Yeah, babe, we'll be back in a couple of days or whatever he says. Um, so that's all you have. But then again I, I just I don't know, I still find that a bit weird that she's not uh with the kids um but i like that reference to end, to end game of like you know this is our first christmas together in years and we're making up for lost time and all of that so we're probably going to be addressing some more fallout following a uh, end game and thanos which is cool i'm here for that absolutely um and and i'm also very much here for kate bishop being introduced cuz i'm a fan of haley Steinfeld she's a wonderful actress um Oscar-nominated actress as well in her first ever role she was in, in the remake of True Grit. Um, and, yeah, she's also known for the Pitch Perfect films. And she's also a budding singer too. She actually has a music career on the side of this. Um, so she's a very talented young woman. Um, and I think perfect casting for, for Kate Bishop. And i said that since we've started talking about it on the show. I think she's, yeah, perfect choice. So I'm really... Looking forward to seeing the two of them in action. And and just why she's dressing up as as Ronan, as Hawkeye's, uh, you know, dark counterpart um, that we saw in Avengers Endgame. I'm wondering why. Um, maybe as an homage to him. I don't know. Maybe she didn't even know that Hawkeye was Ronan. I don't think that was widely publicized, if that was a thing. But anyway, I have questions. Um, and... Also, before I pass over to Folia, I just want to say that I'm really enjoying the kind of die-hard vibes of this whole thing, cause it's like an action feel, like it ac- feels like an action movie. It's not a movie, but it feels like one. It's set at Christmas, and there's a bit of humor thrown in um, as well. And um, yeah, so I'm I'm very much looking looking forward to to watching this. I think it's going to be heaps of fun Fulia what did you think of the Hawkeye trailer?
1: It was good. Um, I really enjoyed the trailer. I feel like it's very the with the with the Christmas music going as um, for the trailer it feels very light-hearted rather than like n- compared to most other Marvel Studios series that we've seen, this has given it such a light-hearted tone with that christmas music that i'm not sure what to expect. <laughs> yeah. And um i can see that there's going to be a, a still a lot of action packed stuff happening but i don't know where the seriousness comes in in terms of the stakes and all that sort of thing for the story which i'm assuming there is going to be um, but the trailer doesn't really you know it doesn't really tell you anything about it. Um, Apart from the fact that, um, you know, Clint Barton's past is coming back to haunt him, and now he has to figure out how to fix it. (laughs) So I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, I never thought Hawkeye was the humorous type character, to be honest. I thought he was the more serious type. Um, Especially since he hung out with Black Widow a lot. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, to that, I will just say, he has one of the funniest gags, I think, in Avengers Age of Ultron. So this is going back a few years. Yeah. But, um, when, um, there's this, like, you know, he kind of has this love-hate relationship with Quicksilver in that movie. And, um, there's this one moment where, you know... He's like, they've, he's grabbed Wanda and they've run off somewhere and, and then he pretends to aim at him and is like, no one would know. And like, he makes this joke about how like he could kill him and it would be fine. He's like, oh, what happened to him? Oh, I don't know. And, like he just, yeah. And it was very funny, like very sarcasm and very, yeah, amusing. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I explained that very well, but. But yeah, he has had a penchant for for some dry humor in the past. But you're right; he's not really known for it. No. But it is a part of his character. Okay.
1: All right. I'm looking forward to it. Nonetheless, I'm going to be watching it regardless, and we're probably going to do a popcorn culture for it. Yeah, we right? will be
2: obligated to and just talk <laughs> about it. It's part just... of our yes
1: contract. Yeah. <laughs> in our quotation marks, contract. <laughs>
0: God damn right it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael, Yo. what did you think of the Hawkeye trailer? Uh,
2: yeah, it was. Uh, uh, yeah, I was actually quite surprised because when you when you're hearing what what it's going to be, it's going to be like this um, uh, this chiselled old guard just um, uh, teaching the young the young buck like coming in and do, doing whatever. It's like, oh, okay, it's going to be going to be something like this but it was completely different and yeah you definitely got the vibes of uh those sort of old action movies like a little bit of lethal weapon a little bit of um of course die hard being christmas um yeah um i'm all for that um and with a musical as well so (laughs) definitely getting a lot of um, hamilton vibes with that one Mm. And uh who knows, maybe Kate Bishop is part of the cast because she can sing and singing, and one of the reasons why is the music. Yeah. Is so m- maybe maybe she's playing Hawkeye in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that'll be interesting if they get um Lynn Manuel, Miranda doing probably doing a little bit bit of uh, music for, for the for the Rogers musical. So it's That would be great. So it's like like in this universe it's he didn't do Hamilton, he did Rodgers. That shot him to superstardom. And he played and he played Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, he, he wrote he wrote the musical and, and always put in always put yourself in to stuff that you write. So I like that sort of in jokes. Um speaking of in jokes, I wonder if they'll do a joke about him having uh, about Hawkeye having a a, a a mohawk it's like what you were thinking <laughs> this ridiculous haircut <laughs> especially for Remy's kids it's like come on dad we've been gone for five years and you do this shit maybe that's one of the reasons why his wife's not there maybe there's <laughs> a little bit of marative, marital problems and the, and the mohawk was just a, a bridge too far Maybe that's maybe that's what. Because with these um, TV shows, like the, for the MCU, it's always dealing. It, there's always a there's always an ongoing struggle with these, uh, with, with these characters. Like you got Wanda dealing with grief. You got Sam dealing with, like reputation and and what it is. Loki, well, he dies in every episode, so that sort of bums you out. Um, <laughs> And with this one, it's probably um, Hawkeye trying to re- reconnect with the kids, considering he's done this like this terrible shit for five years, and he's trying to try try and rehabilitate himself into like fam- the the family man values and on all, all that, and he has to deal with the shit that's coming up. And I don't know, maybe there is a bit of like marital problems, you know? It's i don't know maybe it'll be interesting Mm. probably not necessarily like it but it'll be interesting so yeah that's that's what i'm thinking so when i would be watching this kindle
0: well uh hawkeye will start dropping on disney plus on uh the 24th of november
2: so nowhere near christmas
0: but the episodes will be coming out up until Christmas. Because it's six episodes over six weeks. So from then to Christmas. It's from, yeah. So the last ep- the finale will be airing Christmas week.
2: Okay.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing I, I forgot to mention. Um, they're actually making Hawkeye hearing impaired
2: in this series. Yeah, because that's in the um, comics. comics as well. This is yeah. Like uh, I watched a breakdown, and this is very heavily influenced by a particular comic.
0: Yeah, yeah, I read that too. Yeah, like there's this one. It's only from a few years ago, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Or like yeah, within the last ten years, this 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 one comic that apparently is the the series is mostly based on. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, teaching Kate mm. Bishop how to be Hawkeye.
0: Mm. Because
2: he's an old man. Old Man Hawkeye
0: Old Man Hawkeye So basically it's going to be Logan but Hawkeye Oh, Let's hope not because that would be really sad (laughs) (laughs) Don't want Hawkeye to die at the end of this
2: I hurt myself Today
0: Feels (laughs) Feels Alright let's move on But okay Yeah Uh-huh. Um next trailer is our second trailer for uh Steven Spielberg's take on West Side Story. Michael looks like he's going to say something.
2: La 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 America. Not really.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. West Side Story. Yes, highly anticipated remake um will be released 50, 50 years, 60 years, 60 years after the first one came out. Um, yeah, I know a long time ago. Um, and the original film was quite well received. Um, it won a bunch of Oscars. Um, and, um, yeah, so hopefully with this one coming out in prime Oscar release season, um, see see how it pans out. Also S- Steven Spielberg's first time directing a musical. He's never done a musical before. So I'm excited to kind of see his interpretation um, not just on West Side Story but on how he kind of likes to you know set up um, you know scenes and, and and choreography and and music and all that stuff I think will be really interesting. But it looks really good like the trailer was pretty good. Showed us a lot more than the previous trailer did, uh, which is nice. And um, yeah, yeah. Like if if you don't know too much about the story, it's based just basically think Romeo and Juliet, except set in the fifties. What the Baz um, Luhrmann
2: film? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and you know it's about two two rival gangs, um, with two two people. That star-crossed lovers, all of that jazz, forbidden romance, and tragedy strikes. Um, it's yeah, it's a really good musical. Um, really good musical and a good story. So I'm looking forward to to seeing this one. I think I think it'll be really good. Um, Fulia, what do you th- what do you think? What did you like this trailer?
1: I did. I really liked this trailer. Um, it gave me a bit more of an insight into what the story is about. Since I've never seen the original musical um, growing up uh, on stage. And now I, can, now I can experience the story from a film perspective, I suppose. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see. Not to mention also here the, the few songs that I learnt in high school as part of my choir. <laughs> One of them being America. Um Which was la, <laughs> interesting la, 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 to sing. <laughs> it was a very interesting song to learn, Um and it was a it's a really um it's a really upbeat song too, and I really like it. So I'm looking forward to actually seeing it come to life in the film itself. Hopefully, one day the stage production will come down to Australia and we can see it on stage because apparently the actual um, musical on stage is phenomenal. Uh, I can
0: attest to that because it did play here in 2019. Oh, really? Damn, yes. I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> I did miss it. <laughs> and it was very it was very good. I actually haven't seen the movie. I've only seen it on stage. On so stage. Uh, when it does when it does come back, I highly recommend you go
1: for it. Yes, it's, I definitely want to go check it out.
2: It's quite good. But you probably have to wait um 12 years. Is that the cycle? That's sort of um, what happens when there's a movie. Because that's what happened with um, Chicago. Because uh. when Chicago came out as a movie, um, um, you couldn't get the rights for it for about... Um, uh, about for like a decade. Yeah, for a de- decade until, until, you know... Yeah, it's weird. Mm.
1: Okay, interesting. Interesting. Look, I don't mind. As long as I get to see it it's on stage at some point in my life (laughs) it'll be interesting.
2: (laughs) We're going to have to watch it on the big screen. Yeah, for now.
0: (laughs) Anyways, Michael,
2: your thoughts? Um, I'm actually quite... I'm interested in this because with the trailer, we, we all know it's a musical and we know like bits and pieces from the musical like as a as a collective like not necessarily see, seen the show but we know of it so it's definitely in the zeitgeist and i find it fascinating that they haven't really leaned into the musical aspect in the trailers i mean you, mm-hmm. you sort of get glimpses well not glimpses but like what what's the what's the small term for uh, like of hearing something not necessarily a glimpse it, it it's a it, snippet a, yeah, a snippet of like bits and pieces from from the actual music part of the mu- musical in this, and it's kind of interesting that they're actually more focused on, on the story. So I I, I kind of like that aspect when when it comes to the comes to this trailer. So I find it interesting.
0: Mm, okay, no, that, that is an interesting point, and it also makes me. Wonder like if they're just saving the big show-stopping musical numbers for the big screen and making it a smart choice, or if they're just not sure if the musical numbers land because, again, Spielberg has never done a musical, <laughs> and so maybe they're just holding back because of you know opinions.
2: I don't know. But who know? Who knows? Because usually the musical bits are the sort of um, highlight of any yeah. musical. Um, movie like um, say what you will about um, Mary Poppins Return Um, the music of it is fantastic just the storyline is just whatevs but but the music of it was actually fantastic so so I think they're not necessarily playing it safe I think they're going to say just wait even if you think the story is good wait till you see the musical numbers I think yeah, I think they're ban- so. banking on that. I mean, yeah, um, it's like we all know um, uh, Tobin Maguire and Andrew Garfield's going to be in the new Spider-Man. Doesn't mean we need to see them in the trailer.
0: No, exactly.
2: <laughs> if, I, if I could take that.
1: No, you can fully. Yeah. Can I also mention? There's a lot of new and young faces coming through in this film.
2: Yes. Yes. And cast appropriately.
0: Yeah. Yes, thank goodness. Not white people
2: doing Latina face.
0: (laughs) No, no more of that. (laughs) No more of that. Yes, no, I'm pretty sure. And apparently... Yes, unless Foley is about to say what I was
1: going to say, but go on. Rita Moreno is from the original (sighs) film. Yes, she is. And I only know her from one day at a time. That's where I've come across her for the, that was my first glimpse of her acting Paris and she's amazing. Um, and she's very funny. So to be able to see her in this is going to be interesting. I'd like to actually watch the original. Yeah. If I, if we can find Mm. it, Oh, Um, that would be, Yeah. yeah, that'd be interesting to sort of do a comparison. Um, but, yeah, Rita Moreno is apparently the original cast member. She's back in
2: this one as well. That's cool. Yeah. Shakespeare d- uh, Shakespeare. Uh, s- s- <laughs> Steven Spielberg does do that, especially in the new um uh War of the Worlds uh movie where he brought back the yeah. original people from the from the 50s um adaptation of War of the Worlds and yeah. That that he brought him back for, just for the end bit as the as the mum and dad.
0: Yeah, which is pretty pretty damn cool. Mm. Yeah, um. Well, fully. I just want to mention the fact that um, you're saying there's a lot of like. You say new faces? Is that kind of what you you, you say? Well, new faces to me. New faces to you. Well, there is one new face, that's new to everybody. Um, and that is. Uh, The lead female in this, uh, the character of Maria, um, is played by uh, an actress, Rachel Zegler, um, who um, was, I think, discovered by Spielberg or I can't remember the exact story behind it, so don't quote me. But basically, um, she's never done a movie before. This is her theatrical debut, but she has played Maria um, on stage. Uh, in multiple productions, and apparently, according to the IMDb trivia, Steven Spielberg credits her as the greatest Maria he's ever witnessed. Oh, wow! So big words, yeah. That's a big compliment. Well, big, big compliment.
2: He he has been around for a while, so
0: he would know. I think, I think he would know. So yeah, so that's exciting. So complete, fresh face in this big lead role in this big movie. So, that's exciting. Nice. Nice.
2: So, when will we be getting...
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, West Side Story will be in theatres on the 9th of December. Oh, for Christmas Yeah. We're getting the Christmas film. Christmas. Christmas. All right, one more trailer to talk about. And that is the first teaser trailer for uh, Nightmare Alley, um, which I am beyond excited to watch because this is a Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, He's one of my favorite directors. He's just phenomenal. Doesn't really make bad movies, if you ask me. Um, And this really kind of has his aesthetic all over it uh which is really really cool um and um yeah it's based on a a novel and i'm pretty sure yeah i yeah it was previously made into a film uh decades ago um back in like the golden age of hollywood uh it's a long time ago now um yeah 1947 was the original film so, um, but apparently the this version is uh, being adapted directly from the novel. It's not being remade from the film, just to separate the two. Um, but it looks wonderful. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and that's fine. It is a teaser trailer, as I said. Uh, but it just looks spectacular. You've got a phenomenal cast on this one, um, featuring... Two Aussie wonders, um, Kate Blanchett, <laughs> um, and um, I'm blanking on her bloody Tony name. Tony Collett. Thank you, <laughs> Tony Collett. Yes, um, so that's very exciting. Uh, and then we've got Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, Rooney Mara, um, and then a couple of uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro frequenters like Rick- Richard Jenkins, Ron Perlman and Fulia, Jim Beaver.
1: I know! (laughs)
0: Who's he? Is Bobby from Supernatural.
2: Oh, I haven't seen it.
0: (laughs) He was also in one of uh, Guillermo's previous movies, which was Crimson Peak, um, which also had Tom in it. Uh, But anyway, I'm I'm very excited to see. (laughs) I'm very excited to see this one. Um, yeah, I can't really say too much because I don't really know what's going on but it just—it looks awesome Um, creepy and unsettling and kind of a noir thriller as well Um, yeah, bring it give it to me now Uh, Fulia, I'm curious as to (laughs) how you feel about this one, something tells me you're not going to be watching
2: it not even for Bobby
0: (laughs) not even for Bobby
2: (laughs) it's alright, he'll probably die in this one too (laughs)
0: wow jeez
2: that's all I know from Bobby. From Supernatural.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he dies in Crimson Peak as well. so <laughs> you go. He's,
2: a, he's a good dyer.
0: He's a good dyer.
2: If that's the noun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
1: little tempted. Hey, Ooh, yes. I'm a little good. tempted. Um, it looks interesting. Um, obviously, it's got some form of crime drama thing happening. Um Bradley Cooper is looking fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He actually looks good in in this particular sort of look, I suppose. Yeah. In this particular appearance he's got for for the film. Um I'm curious, I'm curious about Kate Blanchett's character. Um my goodness, she is like freaking a goddess to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love that lady. Um and so I'm a little curious to see <laughs> what she's all about in here. <laughs> Cuz she looks creepy kind of. <laughs> Cuz she has she has this evil giggle or laugh in yeah, one of the scenes in this cool. teaser and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." Um <laughs> Uh yeah, and I'm I'm curious to know what this beast is. You know the
2: beast know. within. Hmm.
0: If it's a real beast or if it's just a human?
1: Yeah, if it's some whatever it is that Willem Dafoe's character is like trying to get people to see <laughs> at the
2: circus. Yeah. the man-eating so, uh, chicken. He's got a bucket <laughs> of chicken. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I, I I am curious and tempted. Just a beat to see
2: this. <laughs>
0: yes, I love it. Done. We're going. I smell okay. a popcorn
2: culture. <laughs> mm.
0: Nice, Michael. Yeah. What do you reckon of this one?
2: I liked it for a te- for a teaser. It's definitely got me teased. Mm. And yeah, come on, Kate Blanchett and Tony Collette. Awesome. Just, just you know, Collette being creepy. You will not have a Dark Lord. You will have a Queen. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: the only roles that she can yes. play well, and Hella.
0: Yeah, Kate, Kate, yeah, Kate Blanchett plays good villains. Yeah, yeah.
2: just beautiful and evil.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely be watching this one. Um, uh, I had to take a double take if that was Bradley Cooper or not, because <laughs> for a second, yeah. for a second, I thought. Harrison Ford. <laughs> I was going, wow, he's definitely de-aged. It's like, oh, it's not Harrison Ford, okay. <laughs> and Del Toro, come on. As you said, he's never, he's, he's he hasn't had a, a a foot out of place yet, and no. this looks like it's going to go out of the park. You know, sort of, yeah, sort of a swish. It's not really much I can talk about because, yeah, it's a, it's intriguing and definitely the aesthetic of of a film noir and also supernatural and creepy and Bob dies and every, <laughs> and everything in between.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm, I'm I'm very looking forward to it. So when, when are we going to be watching this, Kendall, for our popcorn culture?
0: Yes. Well, uh, there isn't an Australian release date just yet. Oh. Yes, but um, for those listening in the United States, uh, you can check out Nightmare Alley in theatres on the 17th of December.
2: Oh, just in time for Christmas. Just in time
0: for Christmas. It's the most
2: wonderful time of the year for movies. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Most definite lie. All right. Trailer Park is Done. We're rolling on out. R- rolling on out. Which means, of course, eh? that it, it is now uh, time okay. for the moment. Yes. The part. Yeah. Mm. The, the segment. we are you getting at? The section. Oh. That place in the show mm.
1: that we like to call. Popcorn
2: culture,
1: <laughs> <laughs> aha, aha, yeah, we got
0: there, <laughs> we got there, <laughs>
1: as we like to do.
0: We gotta tease it out. We gotta make them wait. Gotta make them wait. It's popcorn culture time. La la yeah. la, ha, ha, ha. um, yeah, my bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's popcorn culture. Not peewee culture.
2: <laughs> Someone stole <start> my bike!
0: <laughs> of course, we are here to now discuss um, the latest episode of What If? that dropped on Disney Plus this week. Uh, episode 6, which was called What If Killmonger Rescued Tony Stark? Um... So I guess I'll just start by saying not my favourite episode. Not the worst one, I don't think. I don't even know what you would call the worst one at this point. Maybe it is the worst one. But not to say that it's bad or anything. I just didn't like it as much as some of the others. I mean, that they hit that Doctor Strange fucking, you know, roof. And I they still haven't gotten back up to it yet. And I'm just... My expectations are higher than they probably should be. Um, which is annoying. But anyway. It's fine. Um, yeah, we don't have an Iron Man in this universe. Because he never becomes Iron Man. Um, or a warmonger. Because... Or a warmonger. Oh man, that was funny.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> just <laughs> just say, oh yeah, yeah. Obadiah Stane set up the whole thing. oh. <laughs> Cool.
2: <laughs> you mean Iron Man 1 could be done in, like, five minutes?
0: <laughs> Literally. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie was kind of like Iron Man 1, bits of Iron Man 2, Age of Ultron a little bit, and uh, Black Panther kind of all meshed together. It really did kind of feel like they were pulling from all these different Marvel movies. Um, which is interesting because, like, you know, one of the one of the common themes in in terms of like altering events and altering timelines is like you know some things are just supposed to happen so it's kind of cool that they had like all of these scenes that even though one main event changed everything they still certain events still found a way to actually kind of happen they just happened slightly differently um, so that's that's pretty cool um yeah it was really great to see um. Michael B. Jordan come back as as Killmonger because, you know, one of the disappointing things about having him killed off in Black Panther is that we were never going to see him again, so it's nice to kind of have a different take on the character in this form um, to see him return a bit and um, still just be a villain. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, sure, it's fine. You know, I mean, what, what what did we expect? Um... He was still basically playing out his kind of arc from Black Panther, just in a slightly different way, Um, different means to to achieve his ends, Um, which was interesting. But yeah, um, Folia, what did you think of of Killmonger and his return in this episode?
1: I knew there was something suspicious about him, (laughs) why he rocked up to save Tony Stark at the beginning. Yeah, I'm like, There's some motive behind all this.
2: (laughs) You and your Vegeta cosplay.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And he's Gundam
0: Mech Warriors.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Great. Um, It was nice to, yeah, it was definitely nice to hear the same voice that played the character in live action. So that was, it was nice to have Michael B. Jordan back. Yeah. and, but it was interesting to hear someone else play Tony Stark that still kind of sounds like him. Hmm. That still kind of sounds very RDJ in a way. Um, yeah, and I did Nick Winger yeah, plays him again. And I did, yeah. and I did like that, um, that hmm. they tried to keep it that way. Um, yeah, Killmonger, man. The fact that he becomes this very heavily decorated soldier becomes Tony Stark's right hand man. Once they, you know, pretty much got what's his name Obadiah Stane out of the book, out of the, <laughs> out of the scene. Um, yeah, that was uh, it was interesting. Like he'd he right up unto the point where he was about to sabotage everything. You, I, I had no clue what the what the thing was going to be. What was he? What his motive was behind it? Behind wanting to get close to Tony Stark and his weaponry and all that sort of stuff and his technology and uh, it was really interesting to see
0: yeah I did find it a bit of a leap though that he would that Tony would be like oh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna give you Obadiah's job yeah I thought that was a bit too much of a leap maybe Um, you know I mean I get the head of security thing um, totally makes sense. Poor Happy. Um, we well, did save but, his um, life. Yeah, like that makes sense. Yeah, but but get, making him you know the you know second in command of Stark Industries basically. Yeah, just felt a bit of a stretch. Um, yeah, Mike, what did you think about Killmonger in, in this episode?
2: Uh cool that he's back, and and happy that that they, they can squeeze an, another story out of um, this particular character. Which makes me think, if they go down this route, it's they could probably bring him back for something else as well. Yeah, because yeah. people ne- people don't die in comic books <laughs> at <Nope>. all. So <laughs> there is no stakes. <laughs> so why do we watch it if there's no stakes? Why Candle, oh, Why do we watch these shows when there are no stakes? <laughs> because they're awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um. Yeah, uh, cool that Michael B. is back. Uh, what else can I say? Um, I don't. I can sort of see um, why why Tony how, how he is. It sort of it sort of got me um, thinking um, way back when uh, in the first uh, episode, and I was going down the spew of like what, well, what would happen with Iron Man as well? I mean, you could. S- you can almost see, like, um, uh, these two storylines with the Captain Carter episode, where um, things can co with this. And it also begs the question: is like, well, sure, either these are all standalone episodes, or something is going to mesh them all together. Because you, you see the Watcher, like, Coming closer and closer in every episode. Yeah,
0: I noticed that this week too. Yeah.
2: Mm. And yeah, from the pre- previous uh, with the um, uh, Doctor Strange, he pretty much has a dialogue with the main characters. So um, I can and I can see why that this one was dare I say a little bit of a letdown and sort of going back to what it was uh, of just being a standalone and.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. That's that is totally fair. Um what else? I mean, look, we had a lot of really good characters come back in this episode. Um, and a lot of a lot of the actors reprised their roles, which was awesome. Um Don Cheadle got to be Roadie Um in, you know, the timeline of Iron Man One, so <laughs> <laughs> They're similar to what they did with um, Mark Ruffalo a couple of weeks ago. Instead of looking like Edward Norton and being Edward Norton, he was actually him. So that was cool. Um, it was nice to see Rhodey. I was really happy that they got um, Andy Serkis back to be uh, Ulysses Claw again. <laughs> yeah. uh, because I, I, similar to Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, another disappointing thing about Black Panther is that they killed off his character as well um, and he was so entertaining like he's so so good like he he was fantastic in Age of Ultron like I still love that scene where he's um you know when um bloody uh Pietro and Wanda you know come after him and he's just not threatened by them at all and he just starts talking about fish and and stuff and like it's just, it's just this delivery on the dialogue is just spectacular <laughs> Um yeah. So we got more of that this week and I thought that was brilliant. Um and interesting again that, you know, Killmonger still ended up working with him in this timeline. In mm, parallels. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was that
2: was really cool. Um Well technically these are yeah, they, parallel sort of timelines. So
1: Yeah. No they are. So they're
2: not necessarily like um a, a branch. It's yeah, the sort of it's um, it's that allegory of the um, tying uh, tying a rope where it's like individual strands are sort of spin in in each other. So mm-hmm. we ha- we haven't really seen anything that's like really out there. Um, maybe they're saving that for other episodes. Maybe even a, maybe season where they go maybe w- where they go way out there and things that don't really parallel with the. MCU that we know. I- even new well, stories.
0: Yeah, true. Well, one thing that comes comes kind of close is the fact that uh, two pretty big characters, actually three, technically, um, characters lost their lives in this episode. Like, it was a pretty dark episode when you really think about mm. it, um, I think. Um, especially with the, the way that Killmonger dispatched uh of uh, T'Challa and Rhodey. Um that was pretty uh sh- shocking for me. I was not expecting that. I was like, man, don't don't kill T'Challa. You cannot kill T'Challa. We're not doing this. No, no, no. We're not doing this. <sighs> it was inedible. Uh, um yeah. It was written in the
2: script and they probably couldn't work anything around it.
0: Yeah, no. But I mean it made for a good story. Like it was one of my favorite parts of the episode I think was that whole you know exchange between um, Ulysses Klaw and, and Rhodey and then when T'Challa rocks up and everything goes apeshit like I thought that was that whole sequence was done really well um, and then to end with you know Killmonger having manipulated the situation so that um yeah mm-hmm. you know the Wak- the Wakandans think that the Americans are the bad guys and then vice versa and all that stuff so it's um yeah yeah He's making moves on his chessboard. Yeah. That um, wouldn't happen in real yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. What are you talking about? No. They wouldn't sacrifice lives just to get what they want, really. Yeah. I mean, that's unheard Scott of. Scott
2: Morrison wouldn't uh, actually um, saber-rattle a war against a, 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 a very high power of, like, I don't know, China, just to stay in office. <sighs> No. No.
0: No. No, he wouldn't, and we won't talk about it on this. Okay, podcast. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fulia, what did you th- what did you think about the the decision, I suppose, to kill off Rodie and T'Challa um in this episode?
1: Um Ah <sighs> oh, man, I I was not happy to see it happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um and I feel like I feel like with, with Roadie it was a bit too easy as well in the way that it happened. Um you know, he just got he just got caught in that trap of being deceived, I suppose. Yeah. And he didn't have a, he didn't really have much of a choice, he couldn't get out of it. Um T'Challa, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was a that was that was a hard one to, <laughs> yeah. to watch. Um, purely because Killmonger was just all about vengeance and power, and yeah, um, I don't know <laughs> what to say. <laughs> I didn't. I yeah. I mm, I don't know. I suppose it was part of his plan to get to the point where he could become Black Panther himself but yeah um it just it just felt i don't know it just it felt too quick i think too quick too easy
0: yeah i don't know well that's the that's the thing and that's something i'm starting to kind of feel with these episodes or some of them is that i feel like some of them need more time mm like half an hour is not enough time yeah um so the re- maybe one of the reasons it did happen as fast as it did was probably because they didn't have time to drag it out any longer. Mm. Um, in terms of like pacing, in terms of yeah, just the episode runtime, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and I have a big, big problem with that, which we'll talk about later. Um, but yeah, Mike, what what did you think about just you know, I mean, that that whole sequence. Um, you know, losing those characters, you know, in this story and how that kind of changes things a bit.
2: Well, yeah. It works story-wise because essentially mm. um, Killmonger's got the same motives as he does in the movie, so... Yeah, so yeah. So he needs to... His end goal is to pretty much help his fellow, fellow African man. He's a Especially with, if you know the story of it, of him in Black Panther, it's pretty much the same as here, and he has sort of like the um, <laughs> peacemaker sort of thing, of mentality of I don't I don't care who gets in my who who gets in the way as long as it goes towards the end goal of peace basically so and yeah and i uh, uh, i think they could not really get get around um them pretty much killing off uh um T'Challa and R- rody in this and you can sort of see why it sort of um uh, perpetuates the um the ongo- the ongoing the ongoing well it start it pretty much started a war so so they needed sa- something that could actually do that at the same time, and yeah, it it's a, and it sort of fits. And unfortunately, yeah, um, life is sort of a. I don't know how how to say this, but but considering yeah, um, Chadwick Boseman has recently passed, and this was his last stuff. Like every everything that he does in this show does hit a lot. Closer to home, um, yeah, and it pretty much wasn't their intention. So there is going to be that, and c- considering his last, um, his last words in the zombie one, um, and what we were talk- talking about, yeah, that, that his last words actually has a, a bit more gravitas than it, it should have should have had. It was supposed to be souling for Peter of of his journey in in this zombie wasteland, but unfortunately. Being the audience that we are, and we we know the backstory and shit, and it sort of hit more close to home. So, yeah, it could we? They, yeah, they couldn't really write, a, write around that. But I think I no. think uh, the scene where where he he goes into he, we we get to see we get to see um, T'Challa as a Black Panther at the end of it in a tree. I think yeah, it's sort of bittersweet, but yeah. Yeah. So, did I like it? I'm still, I'm still coming to terms with it. That's why this episode is, yeah, it's probably, it's it's probably going to be that question mark episode, if I liked it or not.
0: Yeah. No, that's that's fair. That's totally fair. Uh, I mean, I feel bad for Tony Stark fans as well he dies in every episode. He's he's doing a Loki. He's dying (laughs) and. He's dying in every episode he's in. Um, he dies twice in <laughs> this th- th- <laughs> Yeah. Th- three for three now. Um, interesting. But yeah. Um, but no, that was that was quite shocking um, as well. Seeing that happen. Because I wasn't... Ex- for some reason I wasn't expecting Killmonger to kill him or betray him or, or any of that stuff. Um but I suppose he's like, well, Tony's figured out what actually happened, and that, you know, so he has to be taken out now, basically, because he knows too yeah, much. Yeah, you
2: couldn't have any survivors.
0: Yeah. No, so, yeah. So it's just disappointing, I think, that, but it's, I mean, it's good storytelling, but it's disappointing that um, no one seems to realize what Killmonger's real motivations are, and they'll just kind of take it as it is. Um you know, the only people... By the end of the episode, the only people who actually know what's going on are Pepper and Shuri. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did How did that play for you guys? Was that believable that Killmonger was able to manipulate his way through the ranks to get where he wanted to be? Um. Or or, or I don't know. Or do you think it maybe it wasn't done well? I don't know. Fulia, what did you think?
1: I feel like... Pepper Potts has from from the character that I've seen throughout the Iron Man films she has more of a voice I reckon she could have said something earlier rather than keeping it to herself or not saying anything mm. um the and the fact that she's also has had access to Tony Stark technology and the security systems and all that I reckon her and Happy could have figured something out sooner rather than later. Kind of same deal with Shuri. They could have, you know, come together a bit sooner with the, you know, with the development of what Killmonger was up to and all that sort of stuff. Because I feel like he got away with a bit too much too easily. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah.
0: Because I think, again, they just, the writers behind this episode... Really, just wanted him to get to this spot at the end where he becomes the next Black Panther, mm. and they kind of had to take this fast-paced route to get there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, you're right. It doesn't fully work. No. Um. And I kind of touched on this a little bit in my ramble video, but it just I feel like this episode kind of reduced Killmonger down to more of a one-note villain. Like, there wasn't much to him, I think. And I don't know if that's because we didn't have much time to really go into him or because we're expected to come in with prior knowledge about who, what we know about him from the MCU, which I think is probably a, a thing, because people who are watching this show will have seen all the movies, really, mm-hmm. um, or most of the movies. So, but it's still kind of... He still kind of fell like a... I don't know. A less impactful villain in this episode than he did in the Black Panther film. But that's and I th- I feel like Fowler you might agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mike, what what do you reckon about um, that? Um
2: yeah. I think I think because of the execution of um of the episodes it's, it's got to be in a, in a, in a, a selected number of in in a in a selective time. Of the half an hour, and you can't really have much breathing room. And yeah, I think I think the intention is to actually know um, the movies before you see say, say these, so you can actually pick up on what on the material motives. But having said that, uh, with Pepper Potts and Sherry, um, considering they 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 haven't really had the much growth as we come to expect, especially with pep- uh, Pepper. Um, where she she doesn't see Tony like suffering as as she as she did in the uh, movies, as well as uh, happy as well. So their sort of relationship is very different, and and yeah, it sort sort of felt weird at the end that she sort of turned into the Pepper that we sort of know, is sort sort of um, the prior knowledge of what's happening and. In a weird way, this episode feels like there is going to be a sequel. More than more than most. Yeah. Uh, not to jump too too much forward. Um, considering where where they're setting up, it feels like they're setting up for something because it it, it definitely feels like this episode didn't end in a good place and it's weird where they sort of ended it i mean they could have ended it like either before or more after but they probably didn't have time to to do that so so yeah it's we the first yeah the frustrating thing is that we we don't know what these what this tv show is yet yeah and how it's How it's going to be set up. They said that this is canon. Yeah. That's all we know. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating. We should stop watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Turn it off.
2: No more. I don't care. There's two more episodes. (laughs) And they could explain it tomorrow. No, you don't think that way. But having said that. I did have a did have a think that possibly this episode was meant to be earlier in the run. And I think they sort of back they sort of put it more in the in the back because of um the death of Chichara. Because it maybe yeah, too much That would make too sense. much of a a raw nerve. Well it
0: would be it would be yeah, it would be pretty shocking if like, you know, the first time we see chadwick play black panther after he's died the last time he plays him and in the first episode he's in he dies Mm. so that yeah that's a valid point if that's true
2: definitely has that feel
0: Mm. yeah especially because like i can't even really say that so I was going to say, oh, maybe because the episode started to tend toward this more fantastical sci-fi trajectory, whereas the earlier ones were more. But then again, like episode two was in outer space and, you know, episode three was earthbound and then they were on earth again, but it was Doctor Strange. so It was weird. So, yeah, no. So it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else it could be. Yeah. but um, Well, I just, I just kind of want to talk about the ending then if we're. You know, just because you brought it up, mm. and I'm fru- and it frustrated me a lot, because I felt the same way, like what you said, Mike, about how it should have finished earlier, or it should have finished later than what it did. Um, really pissed me off, mm-hmm. <laughs> and which I think is why it kind of is one of my least favorite episodes, if not my least favorite actually, just because I, you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just disappointing. Because it was just so abrupt, you know? Like, because we got to that moment of, like, okay, he's Black Panther now. And I thought the episode was just going to end there. But then they had the scene of, like, Shuri and Pepper teaming up and both coming to the conclusion that they know what he's about and they need to stop him and all this. And then and then we just fucking cut to the Watcher just starts narrating. And, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Really? This is what we're doing? Like, again, I just, they didn't, they tried to pack too much story into this episode and they, it did not stick the landing for and me. And then it
2: shut the door. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah, it did. It did. Which it shouldn't have. Um, It's quite disappointing. Because, yeah, it just really felt like we were building to, it's like you said, maybe there will be a sequel to this episode just because it really feels like. It really felt like the story was really about to properly, like, get going. Like, that was the start of your third act into the towards the end of, like, okay, final confrontation. Killmonger's going to be defeated, brought down by who, who knows. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's going to be great. But then it didn't happen.
2: Yeah, because essentially all of the episodes sort of had that sort of to-be-continued sort of, sort of thing at the end. Like, um, Captain Carter is... In the in the modern times. Um uh, Ego is now on Earth and he picked up picked up um Peter. Mm. Um and so on. Probably the only one is probably Doctor Strange still in that crystal, but who knows, he's still around. And and this one it's sort of like yeah, it ended like a two B continued, but it, it wasn't as satisfying. No. Especially, yeah. It, yeah, same. Didn't sit well with me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Fulia, what did you what did you f- think and feel about this ending? Do you agree with us, or or are you a bit nicer about this?
1: <laughs> yeah. Look, I was hoping that there'd be something else to it than just ending at. Hey, let's work together to find out what Killmonger's up to. You know, um, like I said before, this this should have sort of come together a lot sooner. Rather than yeah, later, yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's, um, yeah. It, it just all of a sudden ends there, and you're like, "End? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the rest of it?"
2: <laughs> I mean, the yeah, other endings were like fun. It's like, oh, what could happen? Yeah. But This yeah. one is like, yeah, keep on going. It's it's not yeah. satisfying.
1: No, I'm I'm not I'm not happy with the way it ended. I'm just like, I need the rest of it. Give me the rest. Are you
2: setting up a a what if Ironheart thing with Siri or Yeah, somebody? I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then we're gonna have Iron Iron Man, quote unquote. <laughs> Round two for yeah, Iron Man and and um, Killmonger.
0: Hmm. Round two, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a that's a possibility. Um because even I even felt like the the stuff in Wakanda didn't fully work either like I really enjoyed seeing Queen Ramonda as like the general of the the Dora Milaje and and the you know the forces like that was pretty badass ass, yeah. um yeah that was super cool um but but yeah it just felt unnecessary because like you know Killmonger had proven his point. He was right about the letting the drones in and they'd stop working once they put the shield down, so why the fuck did he have to turn them on anyway?
1: Yeah, I don't understand I didn't understand though what he was trying to prove in that scene.
0: He didn't need to prove anything. I think it was probably just his ego to be honest, just being like, okay, well, we'll beat them because you know, I've designed them a certain way. I know how they work. We're gonna beat them anyway, and I can prove myself even further to the people of Wakanda and to the king, most importantly, that he is the hero. I feel of the like day. they were
1: just too trusting towards him, being like, "Yes, oh yes. yeah, you're my nephew. That's fine. Um, you've proven your point with the technology. You've proven, you know, you've shown us that you have killed a person who." Stole the vibranium and blah blah blah. It was just too easy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're right. (sighs) It was too, it was all too convenient.
2: Yeah. Well, this TV show is full of conveniences.
0: (laughs) This one is
2: inexcusable.
0: Unless you're Doctor Strange.
2: Yeah, true. But Um. he does destroy the entire universe. There is consequences.
0: Not very convenient, though. There's very big consequences. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what else to say about this one. Because, yeah, it was just... There were some good moments in there, and I I did like the kind of, you know, banter between Killmonger and Tony Stark earlier on. Like, they kind of had this kind of bromance going on. Um... And that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, it was just, yeah, I don't know. It just, you're right for it. You put the nail on the head. Like it's just, it was just too easy for him to get to where he wanted to be. And then we didn't get to see him being stopped. Yeah. So it was just unfulfilling, unsatisfying. I'm sure fans of Killmonger's character are probably very happy. Um, like big fans of the character. But But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you wanna you wanna add? Any favourite moments or anything we may not have touched on? Well, fully has got
1: something. I like the um the reenactments of the actual timeline happen in the animated oh, form. Oh, yeah,
0: yes, the to- the the start with Tony Stark. Yeah.
1: yeah, Uh especially the part where it's Endgame and he snaps his fingers and says, "I am Iron Man." Oof, yeah, gave me chills when I saw that again.
0: <laughs> apparently, apparently that was actually the RDJ dialogue. Oh, was it? Yeah, I need to fact check that because I read it that it was. So I don't know for sure. Well, I also It read, makes sense if it would be.
2: I also read that, that Andy Serkis actually came in in his full his full um max suit because he thought he was ga- going to be doing <laughs> Doing the mo- really? No, no, really.
0: mocap. No, I was gonna say
2: <laughs> he was all it <laughs> out. And it's yeah. like I'm ready. It's like it's well, you're just doing the voice. It's like no, nope, I'm ready.
0: Nope.
2: <laughs> um He's just jumping around the set.
0: Yeah. Pretty great.
2: The rock and pool, nice and cool, so juicy <laughs> sweet. The <laughs> your you fish, so juicy sweet. Very good impression. Thank you. I've been working um, on that for about fifteen years.
0: <laughs> you've um.
2: You've refined it. I've got a party. Um, what, what's the what's the word? Party trick? Yeah. Party trick. I can actually do a whole scene from um two towers. Oh really? Yeah. Well you
0: mean like the scene where Gollum and Smeagol are talking to each other?
2: Uh well that and uh, also the um collection of um orcs that's got Mary and Pippin. It's like We're not going no further until we've had a breather. Get a fire going I'm starving All we had was Maggi bread for three stinking days Yeah, why can't we have some meat? What about them? They're fresh They are not for eating What about their legs? They don't need those Oh, they look tasty Get back, scum Just a mouthful Looks like Meat's back on the menu, boys. Ta da <laughs> <laughs> Is that enough time for you to do your googling?
0: Yeah, I thank you it was, and I didn't find anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Anticlimactic. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anticlimactic <laughs> sorry everyone. But but I did read it somewhere. Um but but then I was like but it didn't sound like his audio, so I don't know if it was him or not. Yeah. But but regardless, it was kind of cool to see, you know, uh, it recreated an animation mm. form. Um, yeah, yeah, good point for you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. Anything else, chaps?
2: Chaps and chapets?
0: Chaps and chapets?
2: Nah. Chapets? Maybe it'll come down to the last episode and we can watch this as a whole and maybe yeah
0: yeah i am i am hoping they are going to do this like crossover episode at the end where they all meet up and have this thing but which i think is going to happen because there's images from trailers that they've put out that have like black widow standing next to uh captain carter and
2: and captain carter meeting um uh uh Superior Strange, whatever it's called. Super Saiyan yeah. Strange.
0: <laughs> Super Saiyan Strange, yes. Yes. So, Darkest Timeline, Stephen Strange. Yeah, that one. Mm, so he th- gets out somehow.
2: So I think in uh I think this episode was probably going to be in uh probably better in hindsight, maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I hope so. We were saying that with um uh WandaVision as well. Where we were just getting frustrated, it's like get to the fucking monkey, hurry up. <laughs> we know. We want to know what's going on.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to re-binging. Sorry, yeah, not re-binging, re-watching uh, as a binge. Uh, WandaVision division at some point. See how it how it goes. It's not on maybe. binge.
2: It's on. It's Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney
1: Plus.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll do that before Multiverse of Madness comes out next year. Maybe.
2: Mm. True. So you could.
0: Re- A little refresher.
2: And then you're going to watch Loki because he's going to turn up in that as well. Yeah, boy! You're going to watch it every two months. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm legally obligated. Um, Alright. I think that might wrap up Popcorn Culture. What do you reckon? Nice. Nice, nice. Those are our thoughts on episode six of What If. Uh, What if Killmonger rescued Tony Stark? Things do not go so well. Ah, uh, but that's okay. Um, stay tuned for our thoughts on episode seven next week, which I'm really hoping is the Party Thor episode because I want to see Party Thor, <laughs> <laughs> even though I don't know if it's voiced by Hemsworth.
2: But I think it is. It's, it is. It I, it's fucking yeah. better. <laughs> I think. I think. Um, there was a post like not too long ago about um, the, them already starting season two. And oh, cool. And I think they got like pretty much everyone back who was in uh, season one, including Tom Holland playing Spider Man.
0: Oh, good news. Hmm. He he just was a bit busy, I think.
2: Yeah. Doing mm. doing Spider Man.
0: <laughs> doing spoidy means
2: And doing uh, Netflix shows and, and all that.
0: Mm. Lots of lots of things. Very
2: busy man. Busy boy.
0: Alright. Busy busy boy.
2: He's a very okay. very busy boy.
0: Very busy boy. So that's popcorn culture wrapped up, done hope you guys enjoyed that Um, before we get on out of here gotta plug some stuff Uh, of course I have a couple of non-scripted ramblings videos to mention Um, my reaction video to the Hawkeye trailer is up right now, go check that out Uh, and my uh, more in-depth thoughts on um, what if episode 6 is also out on the YouTube channel, so please go have a look, subscribe, watch, let me know what you think, all of that. Jazzeroo, um, and Wayne and I got together again this week, just gone and discussed another Aussie film as part of our lockdown series um, of specials for, uh, for Fred Watch, and we discussed um, the Sum of Us which stars Jack Thompson and and, uh, Russell Crowe. And it's, yeah, it was a very, very good movie. Uh, We both really, really liked it and both had a lot to say um, about the film as well. It was a really good discussion. So that's out now on all the uh, podcasting platforms you can find us on. Um, So please go check it out.
2: I've listened to it and it's all good. Oh, thanks. Three thumbs up
0: oh thanks man love that extra thumb <laughs> yes yes oh it's got to yes. have
2: the extra thumb
0: the extra thumb otherwise it doesn't count okay alright well with that done I think that might be a wrap yep on the show and, and that, that
1: was a, was a pod- podcast, podcast called, called Fred,
0: Fred. hmm Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter for the latest Fred content.
2: If you like to listen to Fred the Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.
1: If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head over to YouTube.com forward slash Fred the Alien Productions. Yes, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm a Titan Cantaraj. <laughs> I've been a kid. I've a been time. a full <laughs> accountant, <hunter-visor.
2: laughs> <laughs> And I've been late. A <laughs> wizard is never late for their baggage. Nor is he early. He arrives precisely when he means to. Muffle with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and, and
2: you, you just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast for. Remember to eat beef Remember Freddy lives, Loki dies And Gollum is
1: precious
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening everyone
1: Take care of yourself And your mental health Yes Yes, do it
2: Do it Now we're crossing the pond into Star Wars. Star Wars. Your your overconfidence is your weakness. Your faith in your friends is yours. Your faith in your mama. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. And... And... and